Welcome to the Nino's Corner Podcast. This is beautiful. What is that, Velvet? Hosted by Nick, Nino's Corner Battle. Damn right. What's up, peeps? Nick Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner, man. First off, if you like this content that's coming your way, hit that subscribe button, hit that bell, all, all my notifications, man. Hey, just stay abreast of all the videos that are coming to you guys from this channel. Also, folks, if you're listening to this in the podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, uh, you know, Google Play, Stitcher, Breaker, um, Spotify, the whole nine, like, comment, subscribe, give me a five-star review. means a ton. Uh, but today, folks, we're going to uh, talk about um, – the Horns Corner game recap, folks, Texas versus Oklahoma at the Red River Shootout. Um, hell of a game. Texas, uh, you know, got that dub 49-0. Uh, Mate OU put that goose egg up there. Um, a lot of camaraderie at the game, folks. I was there along with Steven, uh, you know, from FP, um, Texas Homer as well. Um, met with Rojo's brother as well, too. You know, so we've, you know, always talked through videos and stuff like that from YouTube. And I finally got a chance to meet him. Um, I met a lot of folks, man. I met Sadir Mitchell, you know, and his family. Uh, he's a big kid, guys. He's a big kid. And I think me and Steven actually got a picture with him. So once we get that, I will I will definitely post that. So an outstanding environment. Uh, met with other podcasters. Thank you, everybody who came up and, and and talked and wanted to shake hands and, you know, and just actually recognized us and wanted to take pictures and stuff. That was amazing. Um, and I'll be back. I'll be back for the uh, TCU game. So, hey, if you see me there as well. Um, yeah. Just join in. Um, but, yeah, we had a great time. A lot of camaraderie, folks, like I said. Steven, Texas Homer, um, Texas Fancy Boots also. She was there as well. Um, so, yeah, we, we had a great time. But, folks, prior to me getting into this uh, video, I'm talking about the the recap using my uh, metrics. Um, let's get into the sponsors. So, folks, our, our, our first sponsor is going to be BetUS.com. Go to BetUS.com, uh, put in the – the uh, code Nino's Corner and get a 125% sign up bonus. Folks, it's free money. And if you use that and took the over on that six and a half to seven point line, you're, you probably made some good money here with Texas. Um, yeah, betus.com, 125% sign up bonus. That's free money to go ahead and bet, folks. Make it happen. Next sponsor, folks, is going to be manscaped.com. Go use the promo code Nino's Corner. Get your 20% off in free worldwide shipping using the promo code Nino's Corner at manscaped.com. And, folks, if you don't want to use the promo codes and don't want to type all that in just go in the description box for bet us and manscape you click on those links folks and they'll take you right there with the promo code already embedded in there but folks you guys came here to talk about this horns corner recap the horns corner portion of the nino's corner podcast the recap for texas versus oklahoma um i'm going to share my screen and we're going to talk about stats man but first off what a hell of a game hell of a game by the texas hell of a game plan uh, Sark, uh, very innovative. Um, you know, there was somebody open on every play and I say innovative, but not really. <laughs> um, it's just, his scheme is just that good, but it was such a vanilla game plan. It was a basic game plan. And we took him to the woodshed, um, and just, you know, goose egg them, man, you know, so 49 up, but look, folks, let's share the screen. All right, folks, so we got the stats here. I have my Nino's corner number here. Let's go and take a look at this. One thing that is a lot different than what happened last week, 
um, and, and the weeks prior, uh, Texas uh, had the advantage on time of possession and also advantage on the, the total plays. So Texas had a total of 81 plays compared to um, Oklahoma's 59. We ran uh, almost as many run plays as Oklahoma had total plays in the game. 50 run plays for us, 31 passing attempts or, you know, passing plays. Um, so 62%, you know, the actual run play rate and a 38% pass play rate. Oklahoma uh, was 66% run and 30, uh, 34% pass. What I want to really, you know, like actually focus on, folks, I'm going to scroll down here. You guys know I have a ton of stats. I want to talk about just the formations that we use and that, you know, OU use. OU had Bevel in the game, right? And we understand Bevel is their second string quarterback. Um, and uh, they put up zero points on the board. So I kind of want to bring that up just for the simple fact that, look, Levy is is an up-and-coming offensive coordinator. And, yeah, I gave him, a, like, a ton of hail yesterday on, you know, on the podcast here with Steven and, uh, you know, Chris and uh, and Seth. But, you know, we've seen what Levy has done in the group of five, you know, at, at UCF. Last year and the year prior, he was at Ole Miss. But that's really Lane Kiffin's offense. Was he really calling plays? I don't believe so. Um, but if we start with the Oklahoma side, folks, we look at the formations, that, you know, like that they had. You know, over those 59 plays, they uh, basically went out of a base of 11, you know, personnel, folks, which is one tight end, one running back. But they use Wildcat out of that formation, too, as well. And they use Wildcat um, out of the 31 personnel, so three running backs, one tight end. Um, and they use Wildcat 21 times total. Um, and they were basically out of the 31 and 11 personnel, which is one running back, one tight end, and three running backs and, and one tight end for the 31 personnel. Um, using that Wildcat, folks, they were only successful, you know, 10 of those plays, and 10 of those plays were all running plays. They passed out of that, I think, twice and had 23 total plays here. When it came to the Wildcat, 21 run, only 10 successful, 48% success rate, um, you know, average. But Texas's defense was just outstanding, folks. They held them, uh, you know, basically baiting, baiting them to do what they wanted them to do, and they just destroyed them. You know, uh, two picks that game. You know, Barron had a pick. Um, you know, Jamison had a pick as well. Let's give a shout out to Jamison first off, man. Jamison, I think, so is one of the people who's benefiting the most this season. Him and Coburn and Sweat, I think. And, and I say that Jamison finally has a a, um, a coach for his position for a second year straight, and we're seeing that that is benefiting him a ton. Uh, same thing with Coburn and Sweat. Those guys are going to be drafted players, and Jamison is probably going to be a drafted player as well. And I'm just happy to see that he is playing outstanding. Um, you know, Shark is one of like my players on this team. And I'm glad to see him playing well, and it just it just brings a joy to me to see a guy that's been here five years, and now you see him kind of making his making his way, and uh, hopefully has a a very successful career at the next level. But, yeah, that's the base formations, folks, for Oklahoma. They use a lot of 11 personnel. They use some 10 personnel as well, a lot of uh, Wildcat using the 31 personnel, and that was kind of what they did. Um, you know, even in their 11 personnel, one tight end, one running back, they are only successful eight of those plays and seven um, in the running game, only one in the passing game. Honestly, folks, I think they set Bevel up for failure, um, and I don't, I don't understand how – you can be a juggernaut when it comes to being an OC and everybody's so excited about that. And he gets, he gets this guy from UCF that he had in Dylan Gabriel. And I understand that, you know, things probably would have been a little bit better with Gabriel, but let's be honest, they were down 34 to 10 last week when Gabriel went out. Uh, so I, I don't know how, I don't know how good it, it would have been 
even with Dylan Gabriel in the game, maybe a touchdown or two, maybe maybe the score is 49-14, maybe the score is 42-14 or, or something to that effect. But OU does not win that game yesterday, even with Dylan Gabriel. Now, uh, let's flip it to the Texas side of the house and just see how great we did as a team, Texas. Man, out of 11 personnel and 12 personnel, meaning 11, one tight end, one running back, 12 personnel, one running back, two tight ends. We were Those were our main uh, stage when we came to play. So we had 66 total plays out of those 81 out of, that, out of those two formations, and we were successful a total of 33 plays out of those 66. So, folks, that's one out of every two plays we were successful, moving positive yardage, moving the, the right yardage percentage to get that first down. Um, so that's a really good rate. Um, Run game, we were highly successful using 12 personnel. 14 successful running plays out of the 28, which is half. Um, also, for the passing game, we were successful out of 12 personnel, folks. Five out of those eight times we passed the ball for a success rate, folks, of 63%. Now, um, one thing that I do want to talk about, too, is we were uh, very successful out of our jumbo package. Now, jumbo package, folks, is when we use um, – uh, Andre Carrick as the second tight end instead of Gunnar Helm. And he just brings in just an extra level of blocking um, um, on passing downs, also on, on like, you know, all the running downs as well. He was very successful in, in the passing situations using the, the actual jumbo package against Alabama. Um, but since Alabama, we have mainly used the jumbo package, uh, you know, basically for running the ball. We used the jumbo package 12 times this game. Nine times running, three times passing. Out of those nine running plays, every you know, seven out of those nine running plays were successful. And out of those passing plays, two out of those three were successful. The jumbo package SPR rate. So SPR rate, folks, is successful play rate. 75% successful play rate using the jumbo package. And we had two explosive plays out of those 12 plays come from that package. If I'm not mistaken, I think that's the highest percentage of explosive plays out of any package. Um, you see, that's a that's 11%. Matter of fact, in the 11 personnel, we had a 13% XP rate um, out of the 11 personnel. We had four of those. And then out of, huh, man, we had six explosive plays, folks, um, out of the 12 personnel package as well. So we had a total, folks, of 10 explosive plays. 10 is a lot. 10 is a lot. Uh, and our XP rate, folks, for the game, explosive play rate for the game, folks, when you're looking at the running side of the house total, we're looking at uh, 11% total um, for the running you know, side and 33% for the passing side. And XP rate, explosive play rate of 17%. Uh, for the 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 total of the game running and passing. Now, folks, what what is an explosive play? The people who come and watch these videos with me understand what that is. An explosive play is a play that is 15 yards or more rushing and 20 yards or more passing. So once we look at the XP running, folks, we had five rushing plays that were 15 yards or more. We had five passing plays that were 20 yards or more. And talking to Steven about this yesterday during his podcast, when we we're looking at what was the longest play? The longest play we had was only 38 yards yesterday against OU, meaning Texas was uh, beating them like they stole something up and down the field all freaking game, a very base game plan, kind of vanilla game plan, and we tore them up and had a successful, and I'm sorry, an explosive play rate. One out of every three pass plays that Quinn threw was an explosive play of 20 yards or more. 
that says a lot about what this defense, I'm sorry, about what this offense did. That, that says a lot about what this offense does when Quinn is in the game. They click. They mesh very well. Quinn is that guy. Some of the best arm talent that we have, we have seen here on campus. And I'll go out and say it, folks. Out of the arm talent that has come here to Texas, the Vince Youngs, the Colt McCoys, the Chris Sims, the Major Applewhites, out of the, what, nine quarters, eight quarters that we have seen Quinn actually play, he is by far the most talented arm talented quarterback we have had here in the 40 acres and i say that and anybody you can eat me up in there if you want i don't care i'm calling what it is the best arm talent that we have seen here at the university of texas ever and we've only seen eight quarters of it nine quarters of it but he is the best arm talent ever and you know i hate to do the what if man what if he would have played every quarter so far this season what is this season right now i'm telling you teams don't want to play texas they're not going to want to play texas with quinn Ewers as the quarterback now, folks, let's go back up to the NCN number. You guys understand my, my NCN number, Nino's corner number. The NCN is, is, is basically a metric that tracks the efficiency and effectiveness of a, a team. So on the offense side of the ball, I think the average NCN score for offense and defense is around 45 to 50 points. I always say 45, just a little bit on the lower end. Uh, for the Texas Longhorns, NCN offense, 75.6 points. Outstanding. For Oklahoma, 8.3 points. Horrible. When I say the average is around 45 to 50 points, and they're getting an 8, that's horrible. Texas from the defensive side of the house, 84-point NCN defense. Oklahoma's 24 points. Um, Texas was, was just far better defensively, folks. Um, let's see how many sacks you know that uh, Texas, Texas had. Uh, three sacks, if I'm not mistaken, and an additional eight tackles for loss against Oklahoma. Um, um, so, yeah, so if you use the NC metric, you're you're looking at um, 11 tackles for loss is what the NCN would count. But, you know, I do mine separate. Three sacks for Texas and an additional eight tackles for loss. Uh, you know, two interceptions. They had an amazing, amazing game. And then, like, the turnover on downs. I think Texas had an additional three or four turnover on downs. Um, so, uh, you know, you know, Oklahoma was going forward on fourth down and Texas was stopping them. Um, so kudos to Texas. However, let's look at the, the, the SPR. So the successful play rate here for Texas, um, for the game. So from the first quarter through, uh, the end of the game, they had a, a total composite of 48.15% for an SPR rate, um, which is good. You want to be successful at least one out of every two times, and that is right there on that metric. The the NCN number for the offense side of the you know of the house folks we already said was seventy five point six points right there, outstanding. And when it was a continuous beatdown, a continuous NCN number, you know seventy points plus minus the fourth quarter, they had a fifty two point four eight NCN number, which is great for a game. They had it for that was their lowest quarter. They came out swinging. Uh, you know, 70, uh, you know, roughly 77 points NCN score for the first quarter, 105 for the second quarter, and around 81 for the third quarter. So they came out swinging, swinging heavy and often, um, had a total of seven touchdowns for the game. You cannot, um, just discredit how great this team was. Um, so outstanding game by Texas. Uh, you know, flipping to the OU side of the house, looking at their NCN offense, um, they posted a negative 23 in the third quarter. That tells you that should tell you everything that you need to know. It posts a negative 23 points in the third quarter, 22.73 points in the third quarter. Their offense was hot, hot garbage. 
for this entire game. So an 8.33 for the NCN offense. Um, folks, that's pretty much what I want to talk about for that. Let's get into the other side of the house. Corner sports. Okay. So Nino's Corner Sports here. I, you know, I have a, a website here, folks, where I basically um, track everything, the NCN numbers for um, all the, you know, all the players um, on the offensive side of the, the ball, uh, the running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, and also the quarterbacks. So let's go to the analysis, folks. Let's start with the quarterback side of the house. Let's look at Quinn. Uh, Quinn for the game against OU. If you go, folks, here it is, NinoCornerSports.com. If you go look at Quinn for the game against OU, um, I have, uh, you know, so 31 pass attempts, folks, 289 yards, uh, 13.76 yards yards per completion and 9.32 yards per attempt. Um, That's the second highest for the season. The the first was against Alabama in that first quarter. But he had four touchdown passes, folks, and a TD per – Completion rate of 19%, which is really good, folks. Um, and then a TD per attempt rate of 13%. He had one pick. Trying to, he was trying to throw the ball out of bounds, um, and, he, and he threw off his back foot. And it's something that you know, like that you don't want to do. Even with all the arm talent that, that Quinn has, that's a difficult throw to, to, to throw across the field, trying to get out of bounds. That might have been the play that he should have just took a sack, and we still would have probably got a touchdown on that. So a 5% interception per completion and a 3% interception per attempt rate. Now, if we're looking at his, his, you know, Quinn's explosive plays, he had five explosive plays, folks. So his, his explosive play per completion rate, about 24%. So, I mean, he was explosive, folks. Basically, one out of every four completions was an explosive play, which is great. I mean, great. So, got to love it. Successful pass plays for Quinn, 16 of them, 16 out of the 21 um completions that he had were successful plays and folks i measure i measure plays at are successful by saying on first down you got to get half the yards i need five yards in that first down or if it's first and 15 i need seven and a half yards um on second down i need 70 percent of those yards on second down to to get a first down and on third and fourth down i need 100 percent of the yardage that's those are successful plays those are my metrics so out of those successful plays in the passing game 16 of those 21 completions met that Met that number or 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 met that percentage for seventy six percent SP per completion rate. Now Quinn also for the SP per attempt fifty two percent, which is outstanding. So every time he dropped back to throw the ball, over half the time that he dropped back to throw the ball, it was a successful play. Meaning it was a play that was on the way to positive yardage and the, and a necessary yardage to get a first down. Now, folks, when I look at let's see, let's look at the running backs. Let's talk about. Uh, Bijan Musterson. Well, first off, let's give Rojo some love. Let's go to Rojo today. Rojo had a hell of a game. He's the heart and soul of his team. You look at his 2022 metrics right now, folks. His, his NCN rushing, folks, is 58.93 points, and his NCN receiving is 47.92. Truly outstanding for a running back. Um, you know, 45 attempts so far this season for 223 yards, averaging almost five yards a carry. Um, and so that's what Rojo has for the season so far. But if you break it down for this OU game, folks, Rojo, uh, 62.89 NCN rushing, outstanding, and a 50.23 NCN receiving, outstanding for a receiver, folks, uh, but really outstanding for a running back. He had nine attempts this game, folks, for 57 yards at 6.33 yards per carry and five first downs. So nine out of his uh, – five out of his nine rushing attempts were first downs. 56% first down per attempt rate. Awesome. Amazing. The 
the great number for that, well, well, I wouldn't say great, but the number that you want to strive for, you want to strive for at least 33%. So that means every third time you're touching the ball, it's a first down. So basically, if I step back and I give the ball to my running back three times in a row, first, second, and third down, he should be able to get a first down by the end of that third play. Rojo was getting a first down at, at a clip of 56%. So every every other play, first down. Where do you go, Rojo? Didn't have any rushing TDs, you know, this game. Had one explosive play, um, you know, this game. So one out of his nine attempts. So 11% of the time, he had an explosive play. Um, and But all, but five out of his nine rushing attempts were, were plays that were successful as well. 56% SP per attempt. Um, and he caught the ball well too, folks. Two catches, 36 yards, um, yards per recession, 18 yards, uh, one first down. Um, and how many of those plays were successful? One of those plays was an, an explosive play, so a 50% clip at explosive play per reception. And one of those plays was was a successful play, it's the same play. And that so basically a 50% um, um, explosive play and successful play per reception. Roger had a great game, heart and soul of his team. We're going to miss him when he's gone to the league next year. Um, the next guy we're going to talk about, let's go to Bijan. Bijan Musterson, right there, number five. Bijan Robinson had another hell of a game. Let's let's just check out Bijan's 2022 stats right now. Um, NCN number of 77.98 points for the rushing side of the house, 57.59 for the receiving side of the house. Bijan is a total package, folks. I got 110 carries for 642 yards, 5.84 yards per clip. Um, he's that guy. He's that guy. I think we all understand that best running back in the country. Look at his game here against OU, folks. 70. 4.87 NCN rushing, 45.72 NCN receiving. I got 22 carries for 130 yards at almost six yards per clip, six first downs, so a 27% first down per attempt rate. Um, and two TDs, folks, two TDs and his explosive plays. Folks, he had one out of those 22 attempts was an explosive play. But what did Bijan kept doing? Just getting very successful plays. 11 out of his 22 plays were successful, meaning 50% of the time he caught, 50, 50% of the time that he got a rushing attempt, it was successful. One out of every two plays, um, uh, slightly uh, less than Rojo. But when you got two running backs, a two headed monster like that, that every other play these guys are having a, a, a play that is successful, you got a hell of a backfield. Bijan had two targets and two receptions. Um, so uh, 15 uh, yards receiving, folks. One of those was for a first down, and one was successful, if I'm not mistaken, non-explosive. So those are Bijan's numbers. Best running back in the country. I don't even think it's close. It is what it is. He's our guy. Let's look at the uh, tight end position. And, you know, look, you know, I give my boy Chris with a K from, you know, the Hornstown podcast. I, yeah, look, I give him a lot of hell. Chris said that JT Sanders was going to be a non-issue in this game. Chris, I beg to differ, my friend. My brother from another, I beg to differ. JT Sanders is on his way. Um, I think he's already a Mackey semifinalist. And through six games, man, uh, JT Sanders, look at this game as OU. Five targets. I'm sorry, seven targets, folks. Five receptions. 71% catch percentage. 71 yards. 14.2 um, yards per reception, outstanding for a tight end. He's stretching the field, and he's being physical. Out of his five catches, four were for first downs, folks. 80% first down per reception clip and two reception TDs. So 40% of the time he caught the ball against OU, it was for a touchdown. 
40%. 40% of the time that he caught the balls for a touchdown. Almost 30% of the time he was targeted was a touchdown. That's a guy that is an issue when it comes to any team trying to defend him. Look at his explosive plays. One explosive play that was, uh, you know, for 20 yards or more. And he probably should have had another one, but he stepped out of bounds. You know, that's the time to get skinny, JT. You, <laughs> you got to get skinny on that line, man. But, hey, an outstanding game by JT Sanders. Um, uh, you know, let's take out his successful plays. Four out of his five catches were successful plays as well. So an 80% successful play per reception. And he had 28 yards of yak, close of yards at the catch. And, um, yeah, 5.6 yards after catch per reception, which is good, and no drops. So J.T. Sanders, was he was an issue, folks. Shout out to J.T. Sanders. Next guy on the list, folks, for tight ends. They had stats. Gunnar Hale. I'm a big fan of Gunnar Hale. Uh, you know, just talking to Texas Home about him, we are talking about this. Go look at his high school film. He was able to stretch the field very well in high school. I think it's going to do an exceptional job here, too, once he gets, uh, you know, once they start to use him more in the passing game. He's a really good blocker as well. Um, I love that him and JT Sanders being on the field together. I, I like I just love that that pairing. It's going to be very interesting to see how the those two are paired, especially next week against Iowa State when Billingsley is able to come back. And so I'm very intrigued to see what's going to happen there. But he had two targets and two receptions, folks, for 13 yards. Um, I think uh, both of those catches were for – no, one of those catches was for a first down. Um, so didn't use them a lot in the passing game. But if you go back and, and just flip on that tape, you'll see, uh, you know, Gunnar Helm blocking his butt off. Um, you know, he he's just a complete player, man. I like Gunnar Helm. He can stretch the field. And I think it's going to shock some people towards the end of this year and stretch the field uh, with JT Sanders, at, you know, you know as well, and uh, kind of have that dual threat when it comes to tight end. All right, folks, last section we're going to talk about, folks, it's wide receivers. Wide receivers, who's the guy? The guy today, folks, was Jordan Whittington. And we'll talk about Jay Witt and exactly what he did. Before the season, man, I'm so happy that Jordan Whittington is healthy. Um, through the first six games, folks, he's almost amassed what he had all last season here in Texas. Um, I'm, you know, I'm looking at an NCN number, folks, of 62.5T. Well, 5-2, not 5T. Outstanding. 33 targets and 26 receptions for 355 yards. Um, averaging 13.65 yards per attempt. Oh, I'm sorry, per reception. Um, and 20 of those 26 catches, folks, are for first downs, so 77% first down per reception rate. Outstanding work by Jordan. Um, you know, so Jay Witt's my guy. I love Jay Witt, man. No touchdowns yet this season. He had a wide open pass. Um, uh, Quinn uh, didn't put – he didn't put the necessary touch on it, but he was wide open. I thought this was going to be his first touchdown for the season. I was at the game. You know, I was in the end zone. And, and we saw the play, and I was like, come on, come on. He almost had it, man. So, uh, you know, but Jay Wood had a hell of a game, though. Um, six explosive plays for the season, folks. You know, so a 23% explosive play per recession clip for him. So that's that's plays that are, that are 20 yards or more. I think a lot of those came from this game. And 24 out of his 26 catches, folks, are successful plays. So this guy's continuously moving the chains. A 92% successful play per reception rate, and his yak is off the chain. 185, uh, you know, yards of cat, yards of yak. So yards have to catch. 7.12 yards per reception. And I don't think Jordan had any, any drops this year. No drops this year. So yeah, Jordan Whittington's my guy. Love him. Love him to death. 
one of my favorite players in the team because I love his grit. And I remember seeing him in high school play and it's time this kid's going to be amazing. And we're seeing exactly what that five-star talent can do. But let's talk about what he did against OU folks. Seven targets, five catches, 71%, uh, you know, catch rate in 97 yards. Man, I was hoping he'd get those, those extra three to get that 100-yard game. But 19.4 yards per reception, folks, and five first down. Every catch he had today, five, well, yeah, five of those, every one was a first down. So 100% first down per reception rate and a 71% first down per target rate. Now, let's talk about his hit, you know, his explosive plays. He has three, he had three explosive plays against the OU secondary, um, which was half of what he has for the entire year, if I'm not mistaken. So he he did some good things here in this game, a 60% explosive play per reception rate. And every one of his catches, all five of them were successful plays, folks. And he had 29 yards to yak. So 5.8 yards um was his average of of yak per reception. Um yeah. Jay Witt's having a hell of a season. I'm looking for him to probably have around 700 yards this season. And he's he's a guy that's that is just doing some amazing things here. Um seeing him battle through and and make it through and um and and just beat the the odds when it comes to the injuries that he has had uh has been outstanding, you know, and 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 just amazing. Jay Witt's one of my favorite players in the team, man. Uh let's look. The next receiver that we're gonna talk about, let's talk about Xavier Worthy. Let's talk about Xavier Worthy and just what he did. He didn't have the big game today, but I'll tell you what he did today. He blocked his butt off today, folks. Um, he he blocked his butt off, had some really good blocks. Um, he had a catch he probably should have caught. He had both hands on the ball. Um, but, hey, players mess up too. It's all good, X, man. Hey, he had a 40.51 NCN receiving um, uh, total here for the game. He had three receptions, folks. I uh, got five. Uh, no, I'm sorry, not five. You know, three receptions for a 50% catch rate and only 29 yards this game. Uh, but he had two first downs out of those three catches, so a 67% rate on the first downs. Um, however, no explosive plays, which is kind of what we're kind of waiting to see, you know, x with those with those plays, folks, those XPs. Um, but it is what it is. He did have one drop. You know, he had both hands in the ball. Um, but we all know x, X-Man is that guy that, He's going to get it going just like he, you know, like he did against West Virginia. He'll definitely get it going like he did against, uh, you know, Alabama. Um, yeah, I'm not worried about him. He's an All-American player, uh, and he's going to do great things here for this team. I think we all understand that. Um, the ball wasn't spread around too much today. One person who did ball out, who I didn't talk about yet, let's go to number seven, Keelan Robinson. Keelan Robinson now, is, is a guy that played – Running back today, caught the ball very well out the backfield. And that was one thing that people were were kind of hating on him, you know, like last year was his 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 ability to catch the ball. Um, and so I think he shut some haters up, including myself on this one. Uh Keelan catching the ball this year and NCM receiving 84.1. That's outstanding, folks. Those are those are numbers that, you know, even though all you know, you know, just although it is a small sample size. Um, he's catching the ball very well and catching it very fluid out the backfield, doing some amazing things. But this NCN rushing folks for the game, 49.83 for the season, I'm sorry, 84.1 for the entire season for the pass inside of the house. He's averaging 4.6 yards to carry, only only 10 rushes for the year. But if we go down to his his receiving, he has he's eight targets, eight receptions, 104 yards. So 13 yards per attempt and uh, four out of those eight catches this season before first downs. He's been great. 
So if we take a look at for the game against OU, 73.15 NCN rushing, 114.23 NCN receiving, four uh, rushes, 32 yards, a touchdown, a first down. No, no, I'm sorry, not a touchdown. Um, yeah, a first down, averaging eight yards per attempt. Um, uh, one is supposed to play from the Russian side of the house, so 25% of the time he touched the ball, first down, and one, one SP, uh, you know, for the Russian side of the house. But for the passing, two targets, two receptions, 100% catch rate, 28 yards, uh, two first downs, uh, one first down, and how many touchdowns do you have today? One touchdown receiving. Keelan is making a, a, a definite impact for this team this year. We're seeing exactly what he can do. He, and he's physical. You know, for him to be a smaller back, Keelan Robinson is very physical. Um, so, I, look, our running back room is legit. Uh, we are a dope squad when it comes to running the ball. Bijan, Rojo, um, you know, Keelan Robinson, and the uh, next person on the list, folks, let's talk about Jonathan Brooks. Our four-string running back came in and did some work too. And you see what he did against OU, folks. Against OU, what did, you know, Brooks do, folks? 90.19 NCN rushing. Seven attempts, 39 yards. Uh, three uh, first downs, folks, for 43% rate L, you know, on first downs per attempt. And he had a touchdown, an 18-yard touchdown. Hey, Jonathan Brooks is that guy. One is supposed to play in three successful plays out of those seven attempts. Jonathan Brooks, man, I've been telling people that this guy here, his vision, his vision is probably the best in the room. Um, and he makes it just look so effortlessly. And so I think we're going to be in very good hands next year when B. John and Rojo go off to the league and and we'll have a guy like Jonathan Brooks and we'll have Keylon and we'll have the next guy that we're going to talk about, which is Jaden Blue, who was uh, prior to not playing his senior year, was the number one running back in the country. Um, and this guy right here did some great things too as well um, against OU. Um, he, had, he had five attempts for, you know, for 14 yards. But it was it was mostly a mop of duty. But he had one run, I think that was for nine yards, and we got to see his his ability to you know to to slip through blocks, slip through guys trying to you know you know basically trying to tackle. And he did some great things here in this game as well. Don't mind those yards. You got to look at he was playing behind the third or fourth string offensive line, and he made things work. But Jaden Blue is going to be a player too. We got probably the best running back room in the country, folks, and we got some guys coming in in this next class with Cedric Baxter and Trey Wisner. They're going to do some great things, you know, also to actually strengthen this room up as well. But, folks, that is the game in a nutshell and just everything that happened, folks. Um, a hell of a game, man. Like I said, I was there. Um, you know, if you guys hear that, my voice, voice kind of shot right now. Uh, but, hey, Sark, he did it. The all gas, no breaks mantra that he started, he lived by this game. Um, outstanding to see how this team – um, it's just responded over the last couple of weeks since the Texas Tech game. And I think when this team has a guy like Quinn in there, we see exactly what this team's gonna do. He can make every throw, you can make every throw in the field, and you see Sark just lightens up. He just lights up and gets giddy when he sees him on that field. But folks, man, uh great game again, folks. Loved it, loved it, love it. Thank you guys for coming up and shaking hands and taking pictures. That was amazing. And I'll see you at TCU, man. But on that note, folks, we're gonna end this podcast like we in all of them. Horns up. Do you. Don't be afraid to fail. I grow your environment. Understand your brilliance. You know, it's corner. I'm out. Hook them.